Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another a great podcast uh, where we are on the cutting edge of everything that is college and career-oriented. My name is Maria Geffers. And I'm Tom Geffers. And we are from Career and College Counselors. And this week, I am excited to finally meet face-to-face with Roger Laurel. And we've done business with Roger for many years, and he's helped uh, a lot of our clients. Uh, And Roger's business is Collegiate Funding Solutions. So what we're going to answer today is getting the best college at the best price. And for you to know that there are programs to help, and Roger is um, the gatekeeper of many of those projects. So thank you so much for being with us, Roger. We really uh, know you have a lot of great information to give to us. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. You're very welcome. We always start off with uh, a little information about who you are, what you do, and what your aha moment is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I suppose that really relates to my aha moment uh, with respect to, I've had a lot of aha moments in my (laughs) life, but I think the one that we're going to focus on here is my aha moment as it relates to uh, collegiate funding solutions and maybe what the catalyst was really for really starting this company, which was over 20 years ago. Right. So uh, let me talk about that aha moment. So if I go back over 20 years ago now, I was uh, sort of in the position, I was transitioning out of, out of one career and I was uh, just evaluating some opportunities, uh, some business opportunities really. And during this period of time, I was introduced to some people that were doing some college consulting, which is something I'd never heard of college. I knew absolutely nothing about college consulting. But um, as I got introduced to these, these people and, and sort of understood what they were doing and they sort of explained to me how they were sitting down with families and, and, and there was this thing that they were helping families sort of uh, understand, which is called the EFC, which again, this was all like brand new to me. I'm hearing these things kind of for the first time and how important this number was and how much they were going to have to pay for college. And, 
And as they're explaining to me that, you know, there's this big black box that people don't understand, but, but it's very consequential uh, with respect to where they send their kids to school and how much they end up paying. And a lot of it's flowing through these numbers that are calculated. And it was all seems so very interesting. And so as I sort of dive deeper and, and got more sort of acclimated, uh, it was really an aha moment for me. And the aha was that, wow, this is something that is not only really important to know, but nobody knows this stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I went to college and, and, you know, I have siblings that went to college and, and, uh, you know, back then it wasn't such a big deal to send somebody to college. I mean, college wasn't 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a year. So I think when I was going to college, you could get by um, without knowing a lot of this stuff uh, simply because uh, not knowing it didn't have such a big consequence. You know what I'm saying in terms of how much you were having to pay for college. So anyhow, as I got deeper into this and started working with some of these uh, gentlemen, um, it became um, uh, sort of obvious to me that this was an area that was worthy of my uh, time. It was also an area that I thought uh, had you know, a very legitimate business component to it, right? This is something that people would want, need, and would pay for, right? Because, you know, from a business standpoint, those are things that are very important. And because of my background in software up to that point, I felt it was something that lent itself very nicely to what I could bring to the, to the public, if you will, or to the marketplace uh, by building, you know, my own solution uh, or solutions uh, using software as the primary mechanism to deliver on this. And that's it. I mean, kind of a, in a nutshell, that's how this all came about 20 years ago. And, and, and that was sort of like the, the origin of collegiate funding solutions. Great. From, you know, from our experience uh, working with you, I know you have a lot of uh, arrows in your quiver. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of arrows. So, you know, what is the most useful information that a parent should have at their fingertips when they start this process? That's a great question. I think the most useful thing uh, uh, someone needs to know is, um, and maybe I could just back up, uh, you know, a little bit and, and sort of get into this by sharing with you some basic uh, uh, things about, you know, uh, our mission as a company and what we're trying to help people do, right? We're trying to help people become informed buyers of a college education. So we're all about providing people with, with actionable information uh, that they can take and sort of run with to help them, you know, I talk about this black box, kind of get into the black box and understand, um, uh, you know, what's in there, right? And how it affects them and what they can do potentially to achieve a better outcome than they might otherwise just doing this very blindly, which quite honestly, that's how most people attack the whole cause thing. I mean, again, been doing this for 20 years, dealt with, uh, we've seen thousands and thousands of clients come through our doors, so to speak. And, and um, you know, you see a lot of the same kinds of things and that is people aren't prepared, right? And right. so um, I think one of the most important things that we can do is help people understand that, that paying for college is a huge outlay and that the decisions that they make about where to send their kids to college and why they're sending these kids to college need to be a little bit better thought out than maybe most people are doing it. You know, they need to go into this with a kind of a well-conceived plan because we're looking at, you know, outlays of hundreds of thousands of dollars and where's the money going to come from, right? I mean, um, even if they have the money available, um, uh, there may be better options, right, than having to liquidate your, your, uh, your um, either your retirement nest egg or just, you know, the assets that, that are accumulating to pay for college, you know? 
Um, and so uh, I think that's what we want to do is help people understand uh, sort of what they're getting into. And one of the first things we can do in that area when they start to look at schools is help them answer the question, that $50,000 a year school that I'm looking at, is that how much I'm going to really have to pay? That $60,000 a year school uh, on the sticker price, is that what we're going to be responsible for? They got to understand the difference between sticker price and what they're going to be responsible for. All right. And, and um, so I would say that's probably one of the first things that people need to know when they start to evaluate schools, uh, because that, you know, kind of kicks off the whole process, right? right. So one of your programs is uh, the Easy College Plan yeah. list, the Easy, yeah. Easy College list, and we've used it and we love it, and there's yeah. some great yeah. information on there. I yeah, mean, I love it. It's, it's <laughs> invaluable to anybody who is going into this journey. Can you uh, touch on that, how it works and the, and yeah. the basic benefits? Yeah, great question. Great question. That's a perfect segue from um, uh, into this based on what we were just talking about. So easy college planning uh, is uh, was created by Collegiate Funding Solutions for our clients, which are people like yourself, right? People who do college planning uh, for their clients to help them focus on the essentials, the essential items that a family needs to know about and understand uh, in order to help them save on and not just for the cost of a college education, all right? So easy college planning fo uh, uh, focuses on these essential items. And what it, what it essentially helps them do is answer some of these key questions, one of which I started out with you. Easy college planning, number one, will help people answer the question, will they have to pay a, a school sticker price, all right? That's, again, hugely important to know because oftentimes families are excluding schools that could be much more affordable than they think, or on the other hand, are considering schools that may be out of reach, you know, right. because they're going to end up paying pretty close to that sticker price. And again, we need to know that sooner than later, right? We don't want to find that out when, once the kid applies to the school of their dreams and then the parents get the bill and their, you know, awards back and realize that, man, they're on the hook for most of it, right? And now they're trying right. to figure out how we're going to cover the cost cost. That's one of the reasons why we have a a student loan debt crisis in this country. Mm -hmm. A lot of right. people have gone down that road, right? So what easy college planning does, the way I like to explain it is it sort of focuses on what I call the low-lying fruit on the tree of cost savings opportunity, if you will, for people. So what are those things? Every family should have should be able to answer some basic questions that, that, uh, that um, refer to things like, number one, are we financial aid candidates? You know, are we a family that can expect to get some help from the colleges that we're looking to send our children to, right? That's reasonable right. because that helps defray the cost of college. So easy college planning is going to help to answer that question. Are we financial aid candidates? Easy college planning will help to answer questions like what schools would want my student to attend and would therefore, if they want you, they're going to offer inducements in the form of either financial aid or it could be scholarships and grants. Well, that's a great thing for a family to know, right? When they're right. shopping around, which is how they ought to be thinking about it. They're buyers of a college education. When they're shopping around, you know, who wants who wants my student to attend there? Um, is there anything that they could do if they are a financial aid candidate to potentially increase their financial aid eligibility? This begins to get into a little bit more of the complexity of how those numbers all work that I talked about on the front end here. Talked about family's EFC number and how those are calculated and and once people understand how they're being assessed, their ability to pay for college, there are some common sense things 
that they should at least be aware of that could potentially lower that number. And so easy college planning will help there. Easy college planning helps them understand what merit-based scholarships are available at schools that they're interested in and what they uh, need to do to get in the running for the money. Cause everybody wants free money, right. whether they're making 80 or $800,000 a year. Right. And this is a, a very exclusive part of easy college planning. Right. Uh, and it goes into other things as well, but I think these are some of the key things that, uh, the one other one that I will mention, cause it comes up all the time and that's how should people be saving for college? Of course, it's prudent for people to save for college if they're able to do it. Uh, what easy college planning will help them do is make, um, uh, better informed decisions, um, about how to best save for college, as opposed to what most people today do. And that's their thing in 529 plans because they've right. been so promoted for so long that people sort of think that's, you know, the best way to go, but they're not necessarily an easy college planning will help people, you know, make uh, wise decisions in that area as well. What I liked about the uh, report was that you actually, for private colleges, you actually do suggestions as to some of the other colleges that will, that the student will uh, be say in the top 20%, yeah. uh, you know, and so students and their parents might not have ever known about these colleges, yeah. but there it is. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was great. Also, the actual uh, customizing of your, of your scholarships that, yeah. you know, given the student's SAT score, ACT yeah. score, and the GPA, yeah. that they are eligible for these scholarships. It's just not like a whole five pages of scholarships yeah. and good luck, honey. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was yeah. very much, uh, you know, yeah. uh, laid out for the student. And uh, I really liked that a lot. Yeah, My parents were very that. impressed with it. Yeah. You know, just to make, I guess, a brief comment, the thing that you're talking about, and some of these things are kind of beyond the scope of what we can get into in any kind of detail in this conversation. We could maybe focus on them more in subsequent podcasts if we do that. But briefly, the one thing that you talked about, I think is very important. It's a sort of a recent update to Easy College Planning, and that enables a family that's evaluating, it's primarily intended for private colleges, mm -hmm. a family that's looking at private schools. Um, it enables them to assess a number of other schools that are comparable to the one that they're looking at that would give them um, e uh, either a similar or better financial deal than the one that that uh, they're already evaluating. Um, uh, and it's evaluating that from the standpoint, are these other schools going to give them comparable or better financial aid if they're already financial aid candidate? Or are they going to offer more inducements in the form of tuition discounting and scholarships? And that's huge because mm -hmm. from a financial standpoint, unfortunately, most people historically have gone into the college question, finding schools that they think are great for their student, that they're excited about going, and they completely ignore the financial part of it. In fact, we know this is a fact for, because most educational consultants around the country don't even touch the financial aspect, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so important. And so what we're doing is trying to bring the, 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 this very critical issue to the forefront, you know, on the front end, because it should be part of the decision-making process on the front end, not on the back end, when they're trying to figure out how to cover the cost of these schools, right. they're really not affordable to them. Right, so. right. All right. Agreed. Well, October is uh, approaching quickly and the FAFSA has to be done. Right. And that scares a lot of people, scares a lot of parents because they don't like to do applications and ask, uh, answer questions. Or, yeah. And we do know that maybe 60 or 70% of those FAFSAs are, uh, are done incorrectly, yeah. which has a big effect on, on uh, getting it in early. Yeah. So you, you have a program uh, called FAFSA Assist. Can right. you uh, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure. So um, 
you know, there are these different, every step of the way in college planning, if you will, in college funding and college missions has its own sort of minefields associated with it. You know what I'm saying? If you do the wrong thing, you get, you know, like a bad outcome, right? right. And this is one of these things kind of on the talent for families that are, have kids will be seniors this school year, starting in October, uh, you know, they'll want to under uh, uh, everybody uh, with no exceptions, will want to file the FAFSA form, all right? And then we can talk about some of the other reasons, but at a minimum, schools need this information to assess your ability to pay, right? And to determine if you are a financial aid candidate, again, which for most of America is a component of how they're gonna pay for college, financial aid, all right? Again, especially if we're looking at, if we wanna even entertain private colleges as, as a possibility. And so, Unfortunately, these financial aid forms are, are complicated and they get more complicated every year. And it's not just the FAFSA. There is another uh, requirement, which many schools have called the profile, which is even more intimidating. And we've seen the studies in, from H&R Block in terms of the amount of hours it takes to fill these things out. And that doesn't even mean you know what you're doing. You know, you made the comment that mistakes uh, can really make a big difference. Not only mistakes and, and you know, filling out blocks wrong, but not understanding exactly what they're really asking for, all right, is also critical. You know, the way you answer these questions, doing them correctly or incorrectly matters in right. terms of, of this whole financial aid eligibility question. And so uh, there's a lot of, of angst on the part of parents, sort of rightfully so. People are super busy today. And, and, you know, this is way more complex than filling out a 1040. And a lot of people use a CPA for that you know, for their tax returns. And the more complicated the situation, the more necessity they have a, you know, a CPA. So it just is wise and prudent for a lot of families to at least consider getting professional help. Because the way we, the way we kind of explain it is when you're doing this, if you haven't done this a ton, you're practicing on yourself and practices for making mistakes. And you don't want to make mistakes when it comes to your own situation and when it comes to the kind of financial outlays we're talking about, I mean, again, it's, I'm not exaggerating when I say it could be 10, 20, 30, 40, hundreds of thousands of dollars that's costing you because, you know, you've thought, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'll just go ahead and fill out these forms myself. And you make some mistakes. And once the mistakes are made, then things start to really unravel, mm -hmm. right, um, for a variety of reasons. So you want to do it right. And, and, and to do this, we support people through this FAFSA service where they get basically it's like a financial aid administration service. Mm -hmm. um, right. advising them how to do this process correctly. It's not really just filling out the forms, which they'll do themselves. It's making sure that it's done correctly, all right? Secondly, making sure that they have some advocacy when things go wrong, making sure they have someone they can reach out to and talk to to get help, because it's a pretty stressful time, you know, going through this. And then on the back end, what it does is we want to make sure that, that when people get these financial uh, um, uh, aid award letters back from the schools that they've applied to, uh, we want to make sure that they were awarded fairly by mm -hmm. these schools, right? Mm -hmm. And if they weren't, what to do, right? So it's really help and using experience and expertise at every step along the way to help them get a best outcome. That's what we're trying to do here. Make sure they get everything they, they have coming to them, right? Based on the experience and the expertise that we have, that we have accumulated over 20 years. Right. right. And, and well, I think what's important to know is that the FAFSA is done every four years. And if you have multiple children in a year for four years, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, every every year. year for four yeah. years. I'm sorry. Yeah. And if you have uh, 
two students, you need to, each student needs to be done as well. Right. Uh, you know, I think that's important. And your FAFSA assist will work with them for the four years. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So it's not like one and done and you're on your own, honey. It's like you will yeah. walk them through it. Yeah. But I'll, I think that's it's true. Great. Um, and I will say this, though. The director of this of our of our service center says over and over again that that first financial aid award letter, which comes from the initial submission of the FAFSA of the profile, is the template for every future financial aid award that you're going to get as a family. Um, uh, you know, provided your situation hasn't doesn't change dramatically. Okay, so you want to get it right the first time. All right, he talks. It's like tempered steel. He says it's really tough to break out of that initial award. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to really make sure you're doing it right the first time. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, for those reasons, as a parent uh, and as a uh, as an educator and a counselor, I often hear, "Well, you know, I make too much money. I'm not going to yeah. get any uh, financial aid." Uh, you know, so and so lives down the block, and they're in the yeah. same situation as I yeah. am. They didn't get much. How right. would you address that? Wow. That's a good question. That's a good question. And that is a, that's a myth. And, a, and it's a, it's very much a fallacy that, that, um, you know, uh, that people um, are, are erroneously thinking that just because they're not going to qualify for, first of all, how do you know? How do you know you're not going to qualify for financial aid? Now I could say that, well, if they're making $500,000 a year, they're probably not going to qualify for any financial aid anywhere. Right. And if they're right. making $400,000 a year, they're probably not going to qualify for any financial aid. But if they're making 300, 350, they very well may because we see clients that qualify for financial mm -hmm. aid making that kind of money. When you look at the cost of uh, annual cost of college, multiple kids in college at the same time. All right. Mm -hmm. So you got to be making, let's just to be safe here. I'll just use $350,000 as my, if you're making over that amount, you may not qualify for financial aid, but that's not why you wouldn't want to fill out the FAFSA anyway. You might say, well, I'm not going to qualify for any financial aid. So so why fill out the FAFSA? Well, let me tell you why. A couple of very great reasons why you want to fill out the FAFSA. Number one, a lot of scholarships are tied to the completion of the FAFSA. Okay, so they're going to require the FAFSA uh, completion for you to uh, uh, get in the running for money. Not in all cases, but certainly in some cases. All right. Number two, uh, you can't step into the federal loan programs, student loan programs, unless you fill out the FAFSA. You can't, you can't do that. All right. And so I'm going to make a really important point here from 20 years of experience and, and dealing with many, many high income clients. And I have this conversation all the time and it's a, it's just a, a reality. It doesn't seem to matter that much how much your people, people are making when it comes to their ability to pay for college. They just don't seem to, even the really high income earners, they don't have a whole lot set aside for college education. And again, they're looking probably at more expensive private schools right? So they're looking at the seven to $80,000 a year schools. And if they don't have the resources, well, they may be able to cash flow it. But I think we all know that most people tend to live right up to, you know, what they're earning. Okay. They're living in bigger homes. They're driving more expensive cars. They're, they belong to clubs. Their kids go to private schools. In other words, if I could just be honest with y'all, they're just broke at a higher level. All right. And so they're looking at paying for college and they're like, okay, I need loans you know, to cover the cost of college. This happens all the time. You can't get into those loan programs or uh, the, uh, you know, direct student loans uh, or the um, uh, the uh, Stafford loans uh, or the Parent Plus loans. They've changed the names, the Parent Plus loans, which could be very excellent for these people. There are reasons why loans make a lot of sense and it's beyond the scope 
Uh, even if they have the resources available, it might make better sense for families to keep assets intact and growing and certainly not use cash flow to pay for college um, uh, and use what's essentially pretty inexpensive money. You know, mm -hmm. money's not very expensive right now, right? If you look at the student loan interest rates. So anyhow, that's another reason. And then the last reason I would say is, and again, it's kind of a secret. So it's, I'm just going to share this with you guys and the millions that are going to watch this <laughs> podcast, right? It'll be our little secret. But the fact of the matter is, is the system, as one of my colleagues says, is quite perverse. And oftentimes the people making the most amount of money are the ones that get the best deals from the college. And why is that? Because if they'll fill out the FAFSA forms and the schools see that, hey, you know, you're doing very well financially, they know a couple of things. Number one, we got a kid that, you know, we're not probably going to have to worry about them financially covering the cost of college every year, right? right? We have people that might potentially be uh, um, good contributors to our university, our booster programs, you know, our alumni funds, which this is how these colleges build their endowments. They're not doing it on broke people. Right. They're doing it on they're doing it on people that have resources. Right. Well, how do they know that Joe and Jane Doe, uh, you know, are doing very well? You know, they're both attorneys making, you know, combined, you know, one point five million dollars a year. Well, how would they know that? They know it because of the FAFSA. So they see this information They're like, wow, we'd love to get, you know, Susie or Johnny to come here for the reasons I just explained. It's nothing for them to throw in a scholarship bone of 15, 20, $30,000 to get them there when they look at the long-term benefit to the university. And they right. got this all figured out, right? They're businesses. They're, mm -hmm. They've got smart people in back rooms running their little HP calculators, you know, or whatever they're mm -hmm. running, figuring out how much they got to give up, you know, in order to get people to come in and what that means to them long-term in terms of their, their you know, their endowment funds and, and, and resources. So does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Tom always, yeah. Tom always says that, you know, it's a business and Big it's business. a, and Big it's an educational institute. Yeah. It yeah. runs together and sometimes right. they conflict, right? but sometimes, you know, it's just what it is. It is a business yeah. and it is educational. Um, well, well you, you know, you have so much information here and, right. you know, parents sometimes say, well, I can do this myself. Yeah. I can go on Google, I can do this, yeah. I can go on the website, yeah. and they really can't. I mean, uh, they can, but they're not going to do a good job. Can you just touch on that a little bit of why they shouldn't do that? Yeah. Um, well, certainly they, people can and have right. been doing it forever, and I, I would say that's kind of why we're in a situation we're in. I mean, right. look at the student loan debt, right? I mean, look at the numbers there, right? The, right. It's not unreasonable to say that you know, it's been a crisis, right? Because everybody's trying to figure out, you know, what to do about this. And, 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 and again, that's sort of another question altogether. Why does college cost so much? Why right. the cost keep, why is college 70 grand a year? Why is it 60 grand a year? Why is it 40 grand a year, right? Um, um, those are kind of structural issues that, you know, we're not going to change here right now. Mm -hmm. But what we can do is we can, we can leverage the things that are available to us to make sure we're doing the best job we possibly can and sending our kid to the right college for the right reasons and bringing the cost down. And that's where specialized expertise and information comes in. You can go out there and Google till you're blue in the face, right. but right. nobody has the time to, to, to do that. And you wouldn't know what to do with the information. You don't know where to look. You don't even know the questions to ask, right? right? Like what I just told you about the filing of the FAFSA, you're not going to find that on Google. Right. What are you going to, what are you going to, you know, you wouldn't even know what the, you know, the part of the issue here is you don't even know the questions to ask. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So I'm all for the do it yourself. 
uh, you know, I like doing it myself in certain areas, you know, but I also understand my limitations, right? In terms of my ability to take it to a certain point and then, you know, bring in a professional. And like, for example, we had a plumber come in the other day. We needed a plumber. Why? I took it as far as I could. And, I, you know, as far as I could go with it, it didn't fix the problem. So we had to bring a plumber in and hey, right. problem is fixed. You know, I know that's a pretty simplistic example, but it's that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, mm -hmm. take a wing at it, but realize that, that uh, you know, this is something that um, doing on, on your own can be really, really costly. All right. Well, um, before we close here, you, you mentioned, you know, you've been in the business 20 years looking at college and working with college and seeing the changes. And of course, 20 years ago was much easier, as you mentioned. Yeah. But, and, and things are changing very, very quickly. I mean, the government is changing. The EFC you mentioned is going to be called something else in another year or two, the yeah. student, student aid index to make it sound better. You yeah. know, and they're getting rid of the discounts if you have two kids in college at the same time. You know, it doesn't yeah. happen yet, but it's coming down the pike, I understand. So um, do you see, or how do you keep abreast of this stuff? Or do you see uh, other changes coming maybe that people are not aware of, or you can't talk about it yet? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we live in a world where it's hard to predict one day to the next. Right. Gonna happen, right. Um, so I'll just confine this to some things that are kind of out there looming that we know about. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is this change that that um, uh, is being made, uh, apparently, to um, how college affordability is going to be calculated. All right. And, and some of this is nomenclature names. But here's the reality. The reality is this, just to get to the bottom line here. They're going to make it more difficult for the vast majority of people in this country to send their kids to college. Right. That's the fact. And you know right. what? That's it's sad, tragic and and unnecessary, all right? Um, and again, that's a whole nother conversation, but that's unless uh, some you know changes are made to the way this is already intended to play out, that's what it's gonna be. You mentioned a couple of those things. Uh, there used to be a discount and there still is for the next few years to have multiple kids in college at the same time, which obviously makes sense, right? right? I right. mean, because your ability to pay is, is diluted when you have more than one kid in college at the same time. But um, not to be a cynic here, but if you really wanted to do one thing as a college in order to ensure that you were going to get more revenue coming in, it's probably the one thing that you would do is this, eliminate discounts for multiple kids. Because who doesn't have, I mean, most people, most people have more than one child. Right. You know, we do, my family does. And most people I know have more than one kid and they're not more than four years apart. So there's going to be overlap. Right. All right. And so... Um, this is a very, this is a very, um, uh, how would I say, um, consequential change that's coming down the pike unless something happens. And what do I think that means? I think that means people like uh, you and Maria are even more important, even right. more important. Yeah. It's going to put even more pressure on people to make wise, prudent decisions and completely reevaluate how they assess where they're sending their kids to college. Mm -hmm why they're sending their kid to, to, to a college, what colleges they're going to evaluate, you know, and, and, and what are they looking to get out of this, right? I right. mean, um, so anyway, that's well, what I see. <laughs> and, and, it's, and things are always changing. I mean, you know, uh, you, have, you, have, you have to expect change, uh, especially in this environment that we're in now. 
you know, uh, as far as, you know, changing the names of things and giving money here, you know, community college, everything is in turmoil right now. But um, is there any uh, topic that we have not touched on that you might want to speak about before we close? Maybe about 30. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I think for today, we've covered a, a lot around time goes fast. And, um, but I think, you know, we've hit on some really, some of the key things that, right. uh, you know, people can uh, sort of digest and, and figure out, you know, what their next steps might be in light of what we talked about here. Good. Well, okay. you know, uh, we have a thousand and one questions too, Roger. We could, we could talk for another we, hour we at have, least. We might have to connect again. Right. We'll, sure. see, we'll see how that goes. Right. But okay. If someone wants to uh, contact you directly, how would they do that? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you know, we're, we're not primarily set up as you know, our, our, our clients are not are generally speaking directly, you know, the parents themselves, we deal really with the professionals like, you know, you and Maria providing them right. with support and and capability i would say anybody watching this podcast that wants to take a next step reaches out to you guys oh. in a sense we're kind of collaborative partners anyway right, right. so right. if they're tapping into you they are tapping into us right mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a team approach here so that's what i would suggest oh well thank you okay. and roger it's been fun like i said we could talk another hour this this these topics obviously as you said in the back of of your back wall passion we are very passionate about having uh, students succeed and and their parents succeed in not going bankrupt with uh, you know the college admission process. Right. So I want to I want to thank you again. Uh, I'm Maria Geffers and I'm Tom Geffers and we want to thank our listeners for uh, you know joining us today and hopefully you learned a lot of stuff. I know we are always learning. Always learning when we have our experts on. And so don't forget, this is Roger Laurel and he is from Collegiate Funding Solutions and we are from Career and College Counselors. And we hope to see you next week when we have another expert on careers and college admissions. So everyone take care and have a great day. Bye-bye.